What's up, Gator Country? Man, Andrew Spiver here with Seth. Seth, we're back. Uh, Gator scrimmaged on Friday night. Uh, was supposed was supposed to scrimmage on Saturday. Had to move it up due to the uh, the weather uh, on Saturday. So uh, they they scrimmaged on Friday night, and uh, yeah, some mixed reviews uh, from it. Uh, offense apparently did not look good. Uh, defense did. But Seth, I'll ask you it's the age old question: Does that mean the defense is really good, or the offense is really bad? I think I think you'd be more concerned if this was like the last scrimmage of spring, uh, that the defense is so far ahead. But early on, that's not too crazy because a lot of times early some in in spring camp and stuff, you're just installing things. You're not necessarily game planning to go against your defense necessarily. So sometimes your defense can kind of be a little bit ahead of you in that regard because you're not really planning to play against them. You're just installing your offense. So your defense could be doing some stuff um, that's a little more complex earlier, especially with uh, having some guys back. Um, but it's got to be a little concerning, but I don't. I think it's so early that you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. If it continues, then I think you have reason to be concerned. But if it was just kind of that first scrimmage thing, that's going to happen on offense. These guys are probably still a little rusty, getting all the timing down, going full speed, that kind of stuff. So, And and who knows how much full speed contact they've actually had uh, before the scrimmage. So, Well, and and I was going to say that. I mean, you know, a lot of people jumped to conclusions and said, oh, the offense is terrible, you know, the same old, same old, yada, yada, yada. Emory Jones has got to go. Emory Jones in the quarterback, you know. Our, uh, the offense line still sucks. Hey, all that may be true. It may be. Uh, but like you said, it's scrimmage one. You're, you're not really into that. I mean, obviously you're in to, to succeed, but you're also in there to 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 learn. And mm -hmm. you know, it's a scrimmage to to go back and tell Emory Jones. I mean, Emory apparently had three to four picks in the scrimmage. It's a scrimmage to go back and you say, hey, Emory, like this is that. Like this is what you can do. Um, and again, is it concerning that he threw three picks? Yeah, it's concerning. It's always concerning when you throw three picks. It's concerning if you yeah. throw three picks in practice. But it's not the end-all, end-all. You're not talking about the scrimmage before the opening game in September. You're talking about spring practice that you didn't even have last year. Um, you know, I, I think there did show some holes, probably. Did show some things to work on. Um, but again... The defense did have a, a, a decent day from all accounts. That's an improvement. So you can look at it as saying, okay, the defense is better, which they couldn't be worse. No, and, and you're, you're causing turnovers, which I think has been something they relied on in the past, being a, kind of a big play defense and causing those turnovers. And it felt like last year, uh, you know, how many picks did they have last year? It didn't feel like a ton. And yeah. some of them were like batted ball in the air by the D lineman interceptions, you wow. know. So – Positive. The positive side would be, hey, the defense seems like they're playing well. The 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 new coaches maybe injected a little bit of life. You got a couple from what we've heard, maybe a couple uh, kind of linebackers and defensive backs guys with picks. So those groups are performing well, you'd think. And um, but it, it's interceptions sound really bad when you just hear the word interception. But it, there's so many different ways it could happen. You know. If I tell you, oh, he threw three interceptions, you, you know, you're 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 feeling like, oh, this is really terrible. If you know, if you go back and watch it, and one was a tip ball in the air, one was the receiver ran the wrong route, and another was a guy made a great play, then then you see it, and you're like, okay, three, those weren't all his fault. So we don't really know that side of it, but 
Uh, three is concerning for the offense. Obviously, you want to protect the ball, but on the defensive side, it's good to see them causing turnovers again and kind of creating some havoc. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, it's it's never it's never good for that. I will say this: if if Florida is relying on Emory Jones to win them the game through the air next year, they're not going to succeed. They're not. That's not Emory Jones' strength. Emory Jones' strength is keeping the defense off balance. Being a guy who can run the ball, throw the ball uh, off of the run game, he's not going to just sit back there and be a straight drop back passer every time. It's not his game, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes can sit in the pocket and do it, but Patrick Mahomes is lethal because Patrick Mahomes can get out of the pocket and do things that no other human being can do it. Now, Tom Brady, you get him outside the pocket, he's not as good. Keep him inside the mm-hmm. pocket. Um, I will say that you know Anthony Richardson looked really good. But I don't think there's a quarterback battle. I, I, I think this is Emory Jones' job. Uh, you know, Dan Mullen did say he plans to play two quarterbacks next year. Hey, that's kind of always the case. Um, is that saying that Anthony's going to be more involved than past number two quarterbacks like Emory was last year? Emory wasn't too involved last year with Kyle Trask. Uh, maybe. Maybe that is the case. Uh but it was good to see Anthony Richardson continue to improve, and uh, we were talking about this off the air a little bit before we got on. Um, Anthony Richardson's continued to improve his throwing game. Um, you know, when he was a sophomore, he had a big arm uh, in, in in high school. He continued to polish that throwing motion and throwing motion to to now where he's pretty good as a thrower. Does he still have some room to grow? Sure, but he has improved a ton, and it is good to see that he continues to show that you know his his passing game is catching up to his running game. I mean, he's a big dude anyway. Mm-hmm. You throw the passing game, a lethal passing game for him, and, and that's a dangerous quarterback. Yeah, I think when and what we were kind of talking about before we jumped on was. I think he's a better passer than a lot of people gave him credit for coming into college. He was better in high school than people gave him credit for. And just in the little bits, little snippets we've seen of him this spring, kind of the one-on-ones and stuff, he's made some really good throws, some really accurate throws. So he seems to be improving as well. You've seen good stuff from Emory too. So that's not just to say that he's the only one playing well, but uh, I think he is a better passer than people give him credit for. And he's going to push Emory if, and and that the um the piece I did for the site the video about Emory Jones like what to expect from him next year I kind of ended it saying em- I think Emory's talented but if you know it, that's not doesn't guarantee him to be the starter if if one of these guys comes in so if Anthony Richardson comes in has an unbelievable spring and fall camp and he ends up somewhere down the line becoming the guy I think you feel pretty good because that means he's really talented too and he's playing well because Emory is a talented guy and they can do a lot of stuff with him. So I think whatever happens, you have to feel pretty good at the quarterback position. But Emory does seem to be that number one guy, and it's his job until he loses it. Yeah, and you know, uh, go go to the running back position. Uh, apparently, Lorenzo Lingard had a uh, had a big run in the game, and um, the you know the the one thing missing is Demarcus Bowman's out with a little minor injury. Uh, doesn't seem to be severe, uh, but he's out with a minor injury, and you know should be back. Uh, Soon, uh, he didn't go through the scrimmage, but uh, the the duo of of Lingard and Wright had good games or good scrimmages. Uh, Damian Pierce did what Damian Pierce does, and, and that is grind out the tough yards. And you know, when you look up at the end of the day, he's got 15 carries for 70 yards, or or whatever it may be. You know, that's da- that's Damian Pierce's game. Uh, it just is what Damian Pierce's game is. And um, 
you know, I think that'll continue. The one thing that, you know, I, I will say that kind of concerns me, and, and I say it concerns me, and and it may be because the defensive line's gotten better, and, and the defensive line, from all accounts, has gotten better. Daquan Newkirk, uh, Valentin Shelton, um, you know, Des Watson. Uh, Watson. Big, big Des. Big Des. Did you see that video? Yes. He's got to play. At 420-plus, that boy's moving. He's arm over and swim moving people. Yeah, he's, he's got to play. He's got to play next year. He Unless just puts he... people on rollerblades. Whoever's yeah, in front of him is going backwards. He's so strong. Yeah, he's, I mean, he can play in, we were talking previously about playing him in like a short yardage package, but you can put him on a passing down and just tell him, push the center back into the quarterback. And he'll, looks, from the looks of it, he can do it. So he's got to play, but um, they seem to be a little bit more stout in the middle there. Yeah, and uh, uh, and that's what I was going to say. The offensive line apparently struggled to get holes open uh, in between tackles for running game. That could be because of Des. Des closes yeah. the hole in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, he, he closed up a couple of them. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, there's one. There's one hole he doesn't close enough apparently, but I think they're working on that. Yeah. His mouth. Uh, oh yeah. But, well, hey, I mean, if you can move that big, besides being he, unhealthy, it's okay. He's been maybe my favorite thing to watch this spring. I think a lot of people just when they heard his size, but watching him move, man, he is. He's a special guy, and if if he can kind of get that weight under control, which I'm sure he will, being there, um, he he can he might have an impact a little bit next year, which would be good to see. I don't know if it'll be I, a little impact. It could be. It could be more. He's he's just yeah. There might not be anything little with him. Yeah. But uh, uh, he he's a uh, he's a definitely you can definitely see why Mullen was so involved with him and wanted him so badly he is he's a guy that can totally change things up there if he's in the middle because you gotta you gotta commit multiple people to blocking him if not you're you're asking for disaster i mean uh ethan white's a big old boy that's a big old boy and he just puts him on roller skates backwards i mean that's just what it is uh and here's the thing you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm going completely off topic that I wanted to get on here, but that is the thing, you know, with these recruiting services. They can't measure Des Watson. Des Watson. They can't. Because no. here's the thing. They say, oh, he's a big guy. Is he going to play? Yada, yada, yada. He's overweight. Yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. Defensive tackle, it doesn't matter. If you can do two things, clog up the gap and move people, that's the only thing you're asking a defensive tackle. It does not matter if he has 30 sacks for the entire year or five sacks for the entire year. It does not matter. If he no. creates problems in the middle, his linebackers are going to be really good, his defensive ends are going to be really good, and the secondary is going to be really good because he's causing problems up the middle. And that is what you you know, you know look at. I mean, you, know, you go back and look at Vince Wilford's stats in the NFL – they're not astonishing by any means, but guess what? He's going to be a Hall of Famer because he was oh, an yeah. absolute terror to opposing offenses. Like you said, center guard has to double team you every play, or you got problems. Yeah, my brother uh, was the head coach, the defensive coach, and the defensive line coach, and he used to always tell he made he his the the only job he gave his nose tackle was he said, "Here's all you need to do every play: destroy the center." He's like, "If you do that, we're good." And the Dez is going to destroy anybody you put in front of it. It, it. it appears, you know, obviously we're seeing highlights and stuff, but he's just so big and moves so well. You'd imagine he'd be able to do that job. And then you got some other guys that have come in, and then you add it to the young guys of last year, and now you got a ton of depth up the middle there. And 
which I think coming into the spring you were you were kind of feeling is this the weak point of the defense, and now it might be the strength. Yeah, and and again that streak turns into linebackers being really good and the secondary yep. being really good. And, um, you know, I mean, we talk about Diabate and Tyron Hopper and, and those guys who I call them undersized for a middle linebacker. And it's, it's not a, it's not a knock on them. It's kind of what football's going to. You're not having mm-hmm. your 235, 240 pound, you know, monster, you know, middle linebackers that, you know, just come in there smashing heads. You, you got to be able to cover and everything else. So, um, but it, it helps those guys a ton, you know, and it helps your secondary. Um, but to go to my point a minute ago, and that is the offensive line struggle. Um, is it concerning? Yes, because this team's got to be able to run between the tackles. Emory Jones has got to be able to run between the tackles. Anthony Richardson's got to be able to run between the tackles. That is going to be the focus of this offense is running the ball. If your offensive line is struggling, that would be a killer. I said that at the beginning of the spring that the mm-hmm. off, this team is going to go as far as this offensive line goes. It just is. You don't have a Kyle Trask on the roster. No. I'm not as concerned yet um, because, especially interior, they're moving. That It seems to be those are the spots that they're moving so many guys around. They're, they're still trying to decide who's the center. That's an important position because that guy makes a lot of the calls. So they're still trying to decide who's the center, who's the who are the two guards. And that does take some time to get that familiarity with the other two guys, especially in Florida is going to be running a lot of like inside zone schemes where these guys got a double team and they got to, you know, work together up to a linebacker or, you know, understand when do I take over this block? When do I, you know, when do I stay on the double team? When can I leave? All that kind of stuff. Um, it kind of takes a little bit of time. So I'm not too concerned yet with, um, not being able to run the ball inside, especially we've, we just talked about the talent uh, the Florida defense seems to have inside. Uh, but hopefully you see that improve because they, those, they're going to need to be able to run the ball, like you said, this year to set up some other stuff. They're not going to be able to just go out empty, I don't think, and play. They're not, I don't think there's they're not as good at the quarterback position and they're not as good at receiver. So you're not going to be able to just empty people out, spread people out, and, and pick them apart, I don't think. So you're going to need those guys to play well. I'm not concerned yet just because of all the all the familiarity and, and time you need to get those together and then how important center is with calling out um you know he, the center's got to do a lot. He's got to even on you know on pass protections a lot of times the center's helping identify. Now the quarterbacks may identify but the center can kind of help the lineman out. And then in run play stuff, um if you're running inside zone for example, the center kind of identifies who like which linebacker is kind of part of the blocking scheme, like pointing out the mic and stuff like that. So it, it, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, with those interior guys to get that uh, chemistry and kind of get get used to their job because you got a couple guys that I don't think have played center before, kind of in that mix. But if it continues, then I think you have to be worried because, like you said, they're going to need those guys this year. But I, at the first scrimmage, I'm not too worried yet, but ho- hopefully they can clean some of that stuff up because they will be needed, like you said. Stuart Reese is starting at center. Uh, Ethan White starting at left guard, and Josh Brown starting at right guard. DeLance is at right tackle, and Garage is at left tackle. Uh, Reese is a guy who we all thought was going to probably play center last year, just didn't you know, turn out that way because he didn't really have a guard they trusted in. And that's not to say Braun wasn't good enough. Braun just needed to catch up to college speed. Uh, no. no fall practice, no spring kind of, you know, hurt that ability for him to start right guard. Uh, when he did play, he looked good, though. Uh, 
I, you know, yes, with, with the, the learning of that, I, I agree with that. Um, I do think the curve should be a little less. I mean, you're at a, a six-year guy in Stuart Reese. He should be ready to yes. go. And he yeah, made a true. lot of the calls last year, um, you know, at, at his right guard spot. Um, it, my question becomes is, you know, it takes a lot to play center. You know, yeah. not only are you making the calls, but you – you have to snap the ball and be ready to block a guy like Desmond Watson, who is in your face at the snap of the ball. Does it end up being a situation where Stuart Reese just doesn't work out at center? I don't know. Maybe it's Ethan White that goes back to center and is your guy there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it, to me, to me, there is a lot of questions there. Uh, is it time to be concerned? No. A lot of questions that can be answered. Um, apparently, Delant struggled, which you know we all knew was going to happen. I mean, guys in the seventh year of college or sixth year of college. I mean, no offense to the guy, but you kind of are what you are. Uh, but you know, Florida has to be stout up the middle. Um, Braun White and. Stuart Reese, the three of them got to figure out where they fit the best. Maybe it's yeah. Braun going to left guard and Ethan back to center and Reese back to right guard. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but as a six-year senior in Stuart Reese, you got to figure it out quick. And and that is going to be the issue with the uh, the, uh, the offense is how good they are up front will determine how good they are. They cannot get away with it like they did last year. They were able to get away with it last year with quick throws with Kyle Trask because of how good Kyle Trask was. Yeah, you know, you're you're 100% right. Uh it's not they they can't there's no I don't think there's any band-aids this year and and Trask covered up a lot of issues uh in other places. I I don't think that's going to be the case. They're going to need those guys. Uh and you 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 feel just kind of looking at those three guys, okay, with this is a looks like a pretty powerful group. We should be able to move the ball and move people off the ball inside. But uh hopefully we hear more reports of that and see some of it. If if they you know can give us a goal line period where they're not shooting with like a, a 1930s camera, if they could get us a nice clear picture of the goal line period next time, maybe we'll see it later on in spring. Yeah, well, I, I doubt it. I mean, but hey, you know it is what it is. I mean, I, I you know I don't I don't get too frustrated by it because I I understand it. Uh, but I, you know I do get frustrated because I do want to see it. But that's just. That's just the old coach to me. I'd, I'd love to see goal line drills. You don't have to give me oh, seven on seven. Just give me some goal line drills. I was I was hoping. I was like, man, can we get a clear picture? I just want to see it. I just want to see it, man. I you could kind of see it, and it was it's cool that they're showing us even that. I was surprised they were showing us that right on on Instagram there. But uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. We didn't have the clear picture, so it was a little tough to see exactly what was going on, but. Hopefully we get another one down the line that's in a crystal clear HD and we can see uh, those guys in the middle getting some movement off the ball. Give me uh, give me inside run gold line. I'm cool. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. I'm cool. I don't need 7-on-7 seven because 7-on-7 seven seven is what it is. Just give me some inside run. Give me some gold line. and I, I, That's all I care about. I, I'd be good with anything else. You know, if they, they did the spring scrimmage and that's what we got, a lot of people would gripe and bitch. I wouldn't. I'd be happy. I think that would tell you pretty much – that would tell you a lot of what you need to know about the team, mm-hmm. really. If you watch that, you could pretty much tell, all right, they're going to be all right this year. Or 
Oh, they're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you could look at those two periods and get a That's lot. Probably of why we won't get it. It's <laughs> yeah. probably why we will not get that. Uh, moving on a little bit, uh, Elkinson still uh, having a good, uh, good scrimmage or good spring. Excuse me. And uh, you know, you and I taped the podcast last Wednesday or last Sunday, uh, right before the news broke of Eric Gilbert and uh, you know not coming to Florida and. We we cannot get into why there is a lot of off the field concerns um, that uh, stem and not not just academics. I mean, is there academic concerns? Sure, there's a little bit, but not just academic concerns. A lot of uh, things that are further than that. So a guy like Elkison stepping up is, is big, and you know to see to see another guy really get into the mix to help this team is is huge. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Gamble and and Zipper being guys that you know do their things well. Uh, Elkison kind of does a little bit of both well and I think that you know going forward having a guy like that ready to go is going to be huge for this team and um he continues to have a good spring yeah if there's a spot where you you could almost afford to have a guy like Eric Gilbert decide he's not coming it was probably that tight end group there's there's some talented guys and some depth obviously you'd love to add a guy like Gilbert into it um he really ruined my uh my plans there for a little (laughs) piece on him (laughs) but uh he he's he was a good player, but I think this group is pretty talented and has some depth. And then you're seeing these young guys step up and uh, seem like they're going to get some chances to play early. So you you feel pretty good about that group even without uh, the five star transfer coming in, which is pretty rare. Well, and the thing is, is you know, and I said this uh, on the site and a couple other places, but are you upset you lost one of the best players in college football? Yeah, you are. No, but again. He was a guy who had limited action as a as a freshman. We, we talked about he does have some off the field, you know, things bothering him. Not not legal trouble or anything like that bothering him. So how would he even be ready, you know? And, and that's yeah. a question mark. Uh, and again, is he Kyle Pitts? No, there's no Kyle Pitts. Was he going to be good? Sure, we think he is. There's no Kyle Pitts walking through the door. There's no Kadarius no. Tony walking through the door. Uh, it was good to hear, though, that Copeland and Dejon Reynolds both had good scrimmages. Um, I, I like to hear that. Um, that's, you know, continued uh, to, to do well. Uh, you know, Copeland is – when Copeland puts it all together, Copeland's a really, really good football player. Yeah, I've seen some stuff from him, the limited stuff we've seen this spring, uh, some good routes and – and then uh, some of the open field tackle stuff they've done. He's looked really good carrying the ball. He put a nasty stiff arm on somebody uh, the other day. He he's a guy that you you got to get the. It seems like they're going to try to get the ball in his hands a bunch. I'd imagine because he's he's a, seems like a good run after catch guy, and he's he's solid. Uh, he's a solid built guy too. So he's he's not, he can take some of those hits. So I, I'd imagine you see him get the ball a ton. But it's good to see him having that good spring with kind of all the hype that surrounded his recruitment and you've seen flashes of it but he seems to be putting it together a little bit which is great to see yeah yeah really good to see and you know you want to continue to see that you you need somebody to step up you know is um you know frazier uh frazier's and um xavier henderson i mean they're going to be good players xavier henderson may be you know wide receiver one uh but you need somebody to step up and you know seeing a guy like copeland step up especially if he can play that slot like Kadarius tony did and he's a different player than Kadarius tony uh you like that you need that i don't know that there's a guy on the team that you trust to really run the jet sweep you know like Kadarius tony did besides jacob copeland i mean jacob copeland's fast people may forget that jacob copeland's a fast kid yeah, and he's and like I said, he's well put together too. He's not like he's not frail. 
he looks like a running back a little bit. Yeah. So he's a guy that, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't think twice about giving him the jet sweep stuff and, and letting him get out there in the open field. Cause he's a pretty, he seems to be a pretty good run after catch guy. Uh, last year, sometimes the catch was a problem for yeah. him, but he was pretty good. Once he got it, he was pretty good with it. So I, and that seems to be improved too. You see them doing drills with the jugs machine and stuff like that. And those guys seem to be, uh, catching the ball pretty well this spring so stop hopefully that continues that's the big no thing. you gotta use those hands look it into that's why they got them on that jugs machine yeah. you can't catch that with your chest you'll get bruised up you know uh I, I know you did it where you put the diamond in front of your face and you had to put your nose right between the diamond catch yep. that ball catch catch the nose with you know uh catch the nose of the ball with your nose that was always yep. the the drill uh with the jugs machine and Trust me, they'll they'll learn one way or the other. <laughs> like like that, fa- that face mask gets rocked a couple times. You'll learn. Yeah, or hitting the chest and look like a, you know you've been in a paintball war. Or, yeah. You know, look like you got abused by the football. You, you, you'll learn one way or the other, and and, it, and it'll happen. You know, I always say, you can, you may have bad hands, but you can learn to catch. You, you can learn to catch. You you know you you know it ain't basketball where you gotta have soft hands. You just gotta go get the ball. You know, and I I always say I like a baseball. Just go catch the ball. That's it. Yeah. And so there's uh, techniques that you, if you master the techniques, you should be able to catch the football. Yeah. So you know, uh, I'm not concerned about receiver. I, you know that that group's done well enough. I, I'm not I'm not concerned about receiver. So it, it'll be fine there. Um, move defense though. Trey Dean continues to, to be that, that leader of the defense. And, you know, listen, I, I, you know, the, the old saying is the linebacker is the quarterback of the team. And, and, and I think that's changing. And I'll ask you this, and that may be stupid. I don't know. I'm a, I've been called that a few times in my life, so it may be. But I think that now with the game of football moving to more of nickel and dime coverages, the, the, the safety being more of the quarterback of your defense is becoming a real reality. You you don't see the linebackers playing three or four downs at a time. You you you, but you always have that safety on the field. And uh, again, so I say having Trey Dean, you know, really stepping up to be that guy and leading and quarterback in the defense is a huge thing to me. I may be wrong. You may be telling me that hey, you know, Ventrell Miller be, be, better be able to do it, and Ventrell should, and, and you need him to get the front seven lined up for sure. But having Trey Dean, a guy who's going to be on the field pretty much every play, is huge. Yeah, I, I think the safety, safety is really important, uh, especially getting guys in the right position. Making If guys are lined up wrong, getting guys pushed um, to the correct spots. I think we saw that last year, right? You didn't really have that real vocal guy back there, and there was all these busts and guys kind of looking around. If you got somebody back there that knows kind of exactly what's going on and they can say, hey, man, you know, bump out a little bit or, or, you know, shade outside, you know, that kind of stuff I think is really important. And like you said, I think you, I think you want, you need nowadays, you need a guy, you need that guy to help with the front. You need that linebacker kind of close, but you need a guy in the back end kind of setting it too and kind of communicating out what the call is because it's so, it's, you know, it's not like there's really nobody that's like holding up a fist and saying, Hey, cover two, cover th- or cover three. You know, it, it's not that simple. Right? It's hey, the coach hey, on two. the sideline now. <laughs> yeah. There is, it's not just, you know, they're not just calling, Hey, we're running two, you know, it could be a combo coverage. It could be like three different things coming in. So it, it's not as simple as everyone can look over the, and see how many fingers the coach is holding up. And that tells me, or is it cover one, cover two or cover three? 
it's not quite that simple. It's it's a little more complicated. So I, I think you do need that guy in the back end kind of helping orchestrate things. And you saw you lost that guy from the year before with Juwan Taylor, right? He's kind of back there and set, helping setting people up. And you kind of saw the drop-off last year without that guy in the back end really really setting things up. So I think that it will be important. And, and trading is at a really good spring and you see him flash in every single drill they do. You see somebody coming up and making a hit, and then the camera pulls out, oh, it's, it's number zero. So he, he's had a really, really good spring. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, you don't have that, you know, one guy. Everybody's wearing a wristband now. So, But the one thing I, I will say is this, and that is I don't need to see no more Brad Stewart and Marco Wilson looking at each other and chewing each other out because they don't need to go. Trey Dean's going to need to be that guy. Um and, and I and I'm glad to see that another guy who's standing out a little bit is Donovan McMillan, and um, you know, and that is, you know, you, you start to see a freshman, you know, playing really well in what he's three, less than three months on campus now, or about three months on campus now. Uh, so that's good to see. Uh, Jason Marshall's another guy who, you know, I said it before. I think by the end of the year, by the middle of the year, you're probably looking at quarterback or cornerback number two besides Kyrie Elam, and. I don't know that's a bad thing. I don't know that you believe in anyone uh, opposite of Kyrie Elam right now. So if Jason Marshall's that guy, hey, that's cool. I, I said it on, I think, Thursday. Um, you know, Donovan McMillan and Jason Marshall uh, have been the two smoothest freshmen from Yes. When you watch them go through their backpedal drills, Seth, they're, they're elite. Yeah, they get in and out of it quick. They make quick turn. They, they're doing some, uh, you know, drills where they got to – they got to run at a 45 degree angle and turn on a dime and go. And those guys have shown some kind of elite quickness turning and going and go attacking the ball. So I think you're going to see some young guys play in which I think one of the knocks last year was, Oh, they're only playing the old guys. They're always going to play. Oh, well, and he's just going to play the old guys. I think you're going to see a different look this year. Right. These young guys are going to play. And they got to play. They got to play. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I, I mean, you know, is Rashard Torrance ready to go? Is he, is he, you know, he's got that safety spot on lockdown right now as far as being the starter, but I don't know that he's the best player there. We'll see. He was last year because the safety position last year was trash. <laughs> um, you know, we'll see. You know, does Donovan Millen push him for, for spots there? You know, does he push to be the starting starter? You know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, mm. But, you know, well, Go ahead. Yeah, what's great is what's great is these guys are coming in and and putting pressure on those guys. There's no, there's no, you know, nobody's locked down. You know, especially that's the you never want to have a bad season, obviously. But the the one good thing that can come out of it is that next year, if you got guys with talent, which I think we agree, Florida has talented guys on defense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of competition now. Nobody's got a spot locked in. It's not like you, well, I shut everyone down last year. It's like there might be one guy, Elam, he's locked in. That's it. Nobody else has a spot. Yeah, so maybe you're seeing a Trill. ton of comp. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then I think Trey's pro- at this point, I think Trey Dean's probably locked his in. But yeah. every other spot, it's open competition, man. Whoever's coming in every day and competing, and you're seeing these young guys come in and push the older guys. And it looks they're going to play the best guys. So these young guys may come up and take it, or they may push those older guys to get a little bit better and hold them off for a little longer, which is what you'd like to see. You'd like to see the older guys get pushed and then win the job. But if the young guys win it, then, hey, man, more time with them as a starter. 
I, you know, I, I, you know, you hear that about the the older guys, and hey, that may be true. I, I mean, I, you know, me personally, I, I think the best guys usually play. And, and yeah, people don't. People don't. I had a coach tell me my 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 year coach in college. The guy's like, "How's this kid doing?" He's like, hey, he's, "I was like, hey, he's doing all right." He's like, "All right, now you got to. How's this kid doing?" Remember, would you put your family on this kid because if he sucks and we get fired? How are you going to feed your family? Right. And I was like, well, he's not he's not doing that good, right? He's 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 not that great when I think about it in that terms. And that's how these guys think about it. They're not playing guys because they like them. And if 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 they suck, especially on defense this year, if they're terrible, they're going to get fired. Yeah. So there's no favoritism. It's whoever can help me keep my job that pays me a lot of money. That's exactly it. I mean, you know, you you could say whatever you want, but. You're you're not playing guys just to play guys. You're you're, you're not. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're 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 crazy to think that Todd Grantham wants to look silly on the field. You're, I mean, you're just yeah. crazy. I mean, and, and I say that. I mean, Todd, Todd Grantham may be the worst football coach in America. No, I'm not saying he is. He's he's a good coach. He's been here for a reason. Yeah. But even the worst coach in America doesn't want to look silly. They want to succeed. You know, not only yeah. does that paycheck look good, but I'm sure Todd Grantham doesn't like seeing the, in the grocery store people talking about him. Sure, he don't like looking at Twitter and we all talking about third and Grantham. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. again, um, so, the, yeah, the best players are going to play. You know, the old saying is competition breeds success. And yep. that that's true. If you have to compete every day for your spot, when you win that job, you won that job because you were the best player. You know, you come out there every day refining your technique. And, you know, I, I said this last week, and I, I didn't mean to pick on Trey Dean when I said it, but – McGriff's been hard as hell on Trey Dean. Every little thing that he does wrong, McGriff's been on it and making him repeat stuff. That's how you mm-hmm. become great. That's how you become and, great. And that, and that sets – I think that's – the other side of that is if you're not doing that, if you're not playing the guy that is the best, you're going to have a big culture problem in your program mm-hmm. because now you de-incentivize guys trying. Like if if, if – if I think I'm better than this guy and I'm showing it on the field and I'm still not going to play, why, why do I even try? Right. So if you're, if you're trying to create a culture of winning, you have to be playing the best guys. And then to that point, like you're talking about Coach McGriff, and then you have to coach those guys the hardest. Because if if I'm a young guy and I see, oh, well, he's letting Trey Dean go through the motions. you know, that's, This guy's our leader. He's letting him go through the motions. All right, I, I understand how it is. But when you see, hey, he's not letting our best player do anything, make a foot wrong. He's on him. You're going to kind of you're going to kind of get yourself up a little bit too. Hey, I can't be making those mistakes either. I got to get I got to get right. So I, I think that's been good to see. And then you've seen I think kind of you see that early on with with McGriff not letting Trey D do, take a step wrong. And then you see when they're going to some of these drills where they're bringing people together, Trey Dean is going hard right and he is making plays and he is doing really well so i think you're seeing it pay off already which is which is really good and what you're hoping to see from the defense this spring yeah and, and uh, you know like you said you know that 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 really hurts you you know if you if you don't and to see that you know is really good so uh you know I, i'm glad to see that you know again jason marshall's look good at, at times and you know I, I think he's smooth enough to play and you know i think he is going to play and probably going to play a lot uh 
to move, you know, not back to the defensive line totally, but we'll go back to the defensive line and, you know, to say, you know, Des Watson, yeah, he looked good. And, you know, and to say Newkirk and those guys are starting to look good. Gervin Dexter's another guy who I've heard just nothing but good things about it. You know, I, I'm pumped to see it because I think, you know, a lot of people last year were, you know, not exactly upset by him, but, you know, were, you know, a little confused at the lack of playing time he got towards the end of the year but but I will say this I think you have to remember that was only year three to four of him actually playing football he's going to be really good he has the body to be really good yeah it's not and that's not that's probably the the toughest spot to make a transition is defensive tackle and interior offensive lineman for young guys. Mm-hmm. If you're an edge player, you can kind of make it like you, you'll see some offensive tackles that are young come in and play and do all right. And you'll see edge rushers like Alabama and a couple of young guys that are edge rushers that can just come in and rush the passer and do pretty well. But interior, it's tough for a young guy to come in and play right away. Those guys are really, really rare and really special. And, and Dexter played a good bit last year, but it tails off because it, it's not easy being in, in there in that kind of mix going from the high school level to SEC, all SEC football. There was no there was nobody but SEC teams on the schedule last year. There, there were no breaks. So um, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with that. And to hear, like you said, he's having a good spring. I think that's all you kind of hope for uh, is he's going to take that next step this year now that he's kind of used to the physicality and the level of play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I think you're going to look and say, you know, back and say, man, that guy had a really, really good year. Um, and I think that's going to be the case. And I'm excited to see it, um, you know, pumped to see just how good of a player um, he's going to be. And, you know, to see that is, is, is going to be good. I think that you're going to look back and you're going to say, uh, you know, Gervin Dexter was a big reason and Florida has success this year. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, Naquan Wright also, uh, Seth, is starting to uh, emerge kind of as that punt returner, um, returner guy. Um, I think he's the perfect guy for the job. Uh, quick, you know, can move. I- I'm excited to see Naquan Wright back there. Yeah, I, what I love about him, and he is, he does have those moves. He's quick. I love the way he finishes runs, too. Yeah. He, you never see him kind of just sit back and take it. He's always delivering a hit at the end of the run against guys usually bigger than him. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching him run, and I think he's going to be probably a big part of. You're saying the special team, so that that's good to hear. But I think he'll be a big part of the offense too this year because he's a guy that has that fle- position flexibility we talked about last week. That you can start him in the slot and throw him the ball, or move him back into the backfield and, and do some different stuff with him. So. I'd expect for him to have a pretty good year, and I, I, I've, I've loved what I've seen from him, the way he runs the ball, man. So I, I, it's, it's good to hear they're putting the ball in his hand on kick returns too. Yeah. Uh, last kind of thing before we get out of here, real quick, Seth. Uh, you know, they're uh, got another uh, week of practice here. Um, have another scrimmage this weekend. I, I believe it's Saturday. It's either Friday or Saturday. Uh, you know, again, just continue to improve. You know, I mean, spring is for improving. You don't you don't win national championships by winning the spring. You know, it's just yeah. it, it just is what it is. You know, if if I'd have came on here and told you Emory Jones was you know twenty five of twenty five for five hundred yards and no t- or uh, five touchdowns, no interceptions, you just said defense sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's just about identifying strengths and weaknesses in the team and then also individual players it's really it's really good time 
to kind of identify your weaknesses. And then I think this is something I think you brought up a couple weeks back on the podcast is what this early spring, the opportunity it's given them is now they'll know exactly what they need if they need anything else out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And they'll be able to go get it before anybody else because they'll be done with spring. So it gives this is a it's a good time for each player to kind of find out where they are strength and weakness wise, and then for the coaches kind of find out where the team overall is coming out. So uh, I think you brought up a couple weeks ago when I was I don't think I was on. I heard you say that, which yeah, I think is a really good point. That because I think, this early spring lets them kind of find what they need. Yeah, I mean I think it's a a situation where you know if you look back and you know I mean let's just say they look back and they say. They need an offensive line, which they do. I, I, I shouldn't use that example because that's a bad example. We all know they need offensive line. Uh, they need a receiver. Let's just say that. I, I think it's a yeah. good chance for them to go back and look at that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, again, I, I think that there's the pieces there. It's just about putting those pieces together. So uh, we'll see. All right, Seth, uh, what you got coming this week? Well, Eric Gilbert uh, spiked me last week, so I I almost don't want to say it just in case. But I think I'm I'm probably going to take a look at um, ma- probably quarterback run stuff, maybe stuff that Mullen's done in the past, and what we think is going to be coming back with these with this group of quarterbacks. So maybe take a look, uh, give us some examples of quarterback power, maybe some inverted veer stuff, um, and a couple other things that he's done in the past with the quarterback in the run game that we haven't seen in a few years that might be coming back. So I'll probably do something with that. Go get some wishbone. I mean, it'll look just like it, but it'll be out of the shotgun. So everyone will think it's a new age. I want to, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the, for the shovel pass, uh, to come back and, and, uh, and get some of that going. So, all right, Seth, well, we appreciate it, man. We'll be back next Sunday. Uh, hopefully talking about another good week of spring practice and, uh, Maybe a look ahead to some March Madness for the Gators uh, should be in. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Thanks, Seth. We'll talk to you guys next week.